You're listening to a BGE podcast. Friends and family gather around and fire up the barbecue. Let the smoke waft and float. That's what we're gonna do. You can't deny there's nothing like friends and family and food. Don't sit still, pull out your grill. We're gonna have a barbecue. Welcome to this edition of the Blind Grilling Experience. And hello to all the new folks out there at the Audio Information Network of Colorado. Welcome to the Blind Grilling Experience, folks. My name is Chris Peltz. I am the most interesting griller in the world and want to welcome a host of new listeners that we have out there uh, for the Blind Grilling Experience. Again, we uh, an announcement we mentioned a few episodes back, but uh, yep, we have been picked up and going to be sharing out the Blind Grilling Experience podcast on the Audio Information Network of Colorado. AINcolorado.org is their website. And uh, just real excited to uh, be able to share with all of uh, the things that they've got going on over there, the, you know, the, the podcast, the BGE podcast, so that uh, other folks, you know, if you got questions, perhaps you haven't heard of us before, or what we're about and what's going on, we're going to share a little bit of that with you today and also talk about a few, I, what I would say are essentials for those who are blind or visually impaired when it comes to the kitchen and when it comes to the grill. And so that's what we're going to be getting into today. Uh, very quickly, if you want to email us, you can do so by going to blindgrilling at gmail.com. You can shoot us an email, blindgrilling at gmail.com. We love hearing from folks, and we've got several that we're going to be mentioning that uh, have been in contact with us, questions that have been asked, cooks that have been shared. And so we're going to uh, just kind of get into that a little bit here shortly as well. But we are really excited and just thrilled that uh, AINC has uh, has picked up the podcast, sharing it out on their network as well. Of course, you can find us on all the major podcast platforms, whether you listen to Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, uh, Amazon, wh- whatever it is you're listening, uh, you know, whatever podcatcher you are listening to, uh, you know, we should be there. So just by going to Blind Grilling Experience, <clears throat> excuse me, you should be able to find us. And, uh, you know, there's there's lots of past episodes that we have there for folks to peruse and uh, see if there's something of interest that they might be, uh, you know, that they might find interesting and want to listen too. We've we've talked a lot. You know, we're we're actually in our third season right now, and we've been going strong this third season. It, you know, 
it, it was a little bit rough the first couple of go rounds, but uh, I, I think we're really hitting our stride right now, and uh, and things are are going well. We seem to be growing and building our listenership, which is always uh, a great thing. And it's been really nice, not only some of the guests that we've had on and and that are, we're going to be having on, uh, that I think you guys will really enjoy, but I've also had the opportunity to be on a few uh, others' podcasts and and shows uh, up in Canada, uh, the uh, AMI group up in Canada, the Double Tap TV had an opportunity to be on there, and uh, you can find them on. YouTube and watch an episode just a couple weeks ago uh, that, excuse me, that featured uh, myself and talking about blind grilling and what we're all about. But I do want to give maybe a little update on that because uh, we are still involved in helping folks receive grilling packages. Um, You know, we're not as deep into it as we were several years ago, but we did just send out another package that was received by uh, a uh, lady in Pennsylvania. And uh, Jana up in Pennsylvania received her package. She got a brand new, um, she went out and got a brand new big green egg. And then we were able to provide her with some accessible, uh, the Flame Boss 400 so that she can control and and monitor both the pit temp and the uh, the meat temp with a pit probe and a meat probe, and also control a fan, which helps stoke the fire on the charcoal grill that she has, uh, which is awesome. We provided the kick-ash basket and kick-ash can that helps with managing the charcoal and cleaning up the ash afterwards, and some Lane's barbecue sauces and rubs that we were able to send up. And what's really cool is Jonna jumped right in and got busy cooking. Oh, man, she's done burgers, she's done ribs, and she's done a brisket in a very short period of time. And uh, at my last notification, she said that that brisket that she cooked was the best she's ever done, that it was amazing, and she loved it. Uh, and so... Kudos to you, Jonna. We appreciate uh, not only listening to the podcast, uh, sharing it out uh, with others, but uh, letting us be a part of your journey when it comes to uh, to getting out there and firing up the grill and uh, and having fun doing it and, and creating some amazing food. So uh, we're thrilled about that, no doubt about it. Uh, we've heard from a, a few others as well who have done some cooks and and uh, told us about those. We've got uh, several who have done, uh, you know, you know, th- it's that season, right? So a lot of folks are doing ribs. Uh, there's a few folks that's done some chicken wings and and things of that nature. We've had a lot of questions about pellet grills, and so you know we've had we've talked about pellet grills before. And, of course, I have a a pellet smoker, a vertical pellet smoker. I've had a couple of pellet grills. And we've gone over some of the the pros and cons of those. But uh, there's been a few of you that have had some real-world experiences with these pellet grills other than myself. And uh, I've talked to a few of you. And and, uh, I think at least one of you is going to come on 
um, and and share some of your new experience uh, and uh, you know as far as cooking with a a pellet grill and is it as easy as everyone says? Is there more to it? We'll get into that. So that that'll be something for you guys to look forward to uh, in moving forward. Uh, in future episodes. But I do want to say, in spite of the name Blind Grilling Experience, we do talk a lot about kitchen cooking, stovetop, oven baking, sous vide cooking, and air fryer cooking. Now, I'm still trying to get into the air fryer. I've mainly used the air fryer for leftovers, although I've done a few cooks in the air fryer. Uh, most of what I do inside, I would say, would be either stovetop or sous vide. And then, of course, uh, we do a ton of stuff when it comes to outdoors on the charcoal grills and the flat top griddles and the vertical smokers. So we're, we do a lot of things out there. Uh, and and just for those who are maybe new listeners to the program uh, I lost my sight to RP, retinitis pigmentosa, and I'm 48 now, and it has been a good 15 years since I've had any usable vision whatsoever. So uh, what I'm doing when it comes to cooking in the kitchen and at the grill is without sight. And so, um, you know, we try to provide some tips and tricks and some uh thoughts for folks to consider and just to try and help you to become independent and have the confidence to be able to prepare some great food, not only for yourself, but for your family. And who knows, you get good at it, you invite your neighbors and all your friends over and feed them as well. And uh, yeah, that's that's really, you know, where it where it really gets good, right? I mean, it's always great when you take a bite of something that you've prepared and it's just like, wow, this is so good. But then to get that feedback from others, you know, that's uh, that's always reassuring, no doubt about it. So, uh, so that's some of the things that we talk about that we get into. And, of course, anytime there's questions on those things, we encourage folks to shoot us an email, blindgrilling at gmail dot com is the email address blindgrilling at gmail.com and we'll be happy to uh to do our best to answer your questions help you out uh any way that we possibly can as far as that goes uh, you know one of the things uh, that i did recently that some of the cooks that i've been doing of course we do a lot of burgers and and brats um, you know, we do the low and slow, um, hot and fast. We do the briskets, the, the pork butt and the ribs, you know, that most folks think of traditional barbecue and we do it in different ways. Uh, whether it's a, a Kansas city style, Memphis style, Texas, Georgia and Alabama, you know, whatever, you know, we, we try to experiment and do all kinds of things, but also we, we try to talk about the tools that we use to help folks to know what is good for them and what works, what, you know, needs tweaking, what you can make accessible but isn't necessarily accessible out of the box when it comes to things like air fryers, when it comes to things like sous vide cookers, when it comes to things like uh, 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 temperature probes, meat probes, uh, instant read thermometers, th those types of things are what we try to help folks figure out and understand. 
And I'm going to get into a couple of things that I highly recommend that you have in your kitchen, uh, whether it's something that you only want to use in your kitchen, that's up to you. But you know, what I'm going to be talking about today are things that I think are vital, not only in the kitchen, but for the grill as well. And I already mentioned one of them, and that is an, a, a talking thermometer. Whether it's an instant read thermometer or one that will connect via Bluetooth or Wi-Fi to uh, a phone or tablet so that you can monitor your cooks, because not all of them are going to be accessible. There are some with large print screens, you know, that if you have low vision, you might be able to get away with and use. There are some that are Wi-Fi, but their apps are completely inaccessible and do not work well. There are products that have two or three different options, and one may be accessible, but the others may not be. Uh, and that's something we try to look at and we try to get into. And so let's just talk about thermometers for just a minute, because actually uh, a couple of weeks ago we talked about uh, on the podcast the meter, M-E-A-T-E-R plus, the meter plus. Now, there's a, a couple of different probes that they have. It's a completely meter plus is completely wireless. Uh, there's no buttons on it or the base. Uh, it is a single. Uh, probe that has a, a meat probe and on one end and on the other end it has an ambient probe. It can be used in your oven or it can be used out on the grill. And the Meter Plus I found to be completely accessible with voiceover with absolutely no sighted assistance whatsoever. I was able to get it done, get it figured out, use the app, and it, it, it was absolutely amazing. It's awesome. Now, there's a couple of other options when it comes to meter probes. And again, I'm going to spell it just because I want to make sure you understand what I'm saying. M-E-A-T-E-R, meter, all right? And they've, they've got the original meter. They've got the meter plus, which is what I've got and been using and absolutely love it. And then they've got the meter block. And the meter block... And, and and it seems there was a little bit of confusion on the last podcast uh, because I, I partly on my part I, I get some of it was was my part and the other you know some of it was um, <clears throat> just you know thinking I was saying one thing when I was saying something else uh, but let's let's talk about the meter block for just a minute first of all the meter block is not accessible for those who are blind all right uh, it's a great concept it comes with four probes, and I understand there the, the all four of them are like a, a meter plus probe, but it has a charging block, wood block that charges all four probes, but it has a touch screen on it. And I've talked to more than one in, uh, you know individual who has who is blind. I've talked to in fact two individuals who are blind who have this meter block. And they were able to put some bump dots on the touchscreen at certain areas so that they know where the power on and the power off is and, and maybe another button or two. However, it still is completely inaccessible for this reason. It, it is requiring you to choose whether you want to use it as Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. And that... 
option is not you, you can't get to it you can't find it if without vision um, it, it's it's inaccessible to be able to choose that option and and so they can't use that meter block without sighted assistance once that option is chosen then they're able to use that meter block now I'm hoping that there can be a firmware update that can change that and allow either for a default so that when you turn on the meter block, you get some sighted assistance to set up the bump dots and you're able to put, you know, power it on that it would default to the either the last setting, uh, whether you had it on Wi-Fi or whether you had it on Bluetooth and be able to just go from there and, and use it. Um, but it hasn't happened yet, and I don't know that they're going to, right? Uh, that would be great if they did, because then it would become accessible with that caveat of that initial setup, having someone you know help you get the bump dots on the meter block uh, so that you could power it on and, and, and off and able to use the probes, because uh, that, that is key. And, and that one, again, you can choose Wi-Fi or Bluetooth, which is a really cool feature, uh, on that particular set of probes, and they're wireless probes. Th these probes are really cool. They're about the size of a uh, of an ink pen that you would sign your name with, uh, and and that's it. They, that's that's as big as they are, as far as around and long. And uh, again, one end is the meat probe, and the other end is an ambient probe, telling the temperature of the air there close to the meat. So they're they're really cool, they're really nice, uh, but the block is inaccessible at this point. If, it, when or if that changes, I will do my best to let folks know. Now, the, the, amb, or the meter plus, which is a single, um, you know, pencil, basically, probe that has the meat and the ambient probe, and a one, a block that holds just that one, um, you know, uh, that one probe in it and, and charges it up, uh, completely wireless again. Uh, it can be used in your oven. It can be used out on your grill. You know, however you want to use that, that it works. And it, it was able to be set up. There's no touchscreen on the on the charging base. There, just when you pull it out of the charging base, it turns on. When you put it back in the charging base, it turns off. As simple as that. And when you pull it out, it connects via Bluetooth to your phone or a tablet. Uh, and and that's how that works. Now it's got a cool little link system, to where it, as long as it is connected to something Bluetooth like a phone or tablet, uh, and that phone or tablet is on a network, like let's say your home Wi-Fi, then any other device on the home Wi-Fi can you know then you know be used to check that device as well. And it's my understanding you can also set it up with the uh, with the Amazon. I haven't set mine up yet with the A Lady, but uh, I'm going to work on doing that. Uh, but the the Meter Plus completely different from the Meter Block. The Meter Block unaccessible. The Meter Plus completely accessible. It's it's a really cool option, and uh, we'll see we'll see what we'll see what happens with that. But there, like I said, there's a lot more on. Um, last week's episode about that particular thing. Now, there's a couple of other things uh, as far as talking thermometers are concerned. And one is by Thermoworks. Thermoworks has a talking thermometer. 
it's an instant read. And when we say instant read, we're talking you 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 hold it in your hand, you stick the uh, the pointy end right into the food, and give it you know three seconds, give or take, uh, and it will then talk to you and tell you the temperature. It it speaks the temperature of the food. Um, Ryzen makes one as well. And uh, there's another one that actually have I've ordered. It should be coming in uh, hopefully uh, very soon from theblindkitchen.com, a website that uh, that Deborah Erickson has put together. A blind or visually impaired chef up in the uh, the Northwest, and she, you know, not only is culinary um, you know trained, but She's visually impaired, and she started this website creating and 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 putting out a lot of great accessible options for those who are blind or visually impaired. And on her website, she has a talking thermometer, me, uh, a talking thermometer. And so, uh, so I'm going to give it a test go as well, and and try that. But definitely, a talking thermometer is important. Um, now, if you definitely know that you want one that is Wi-Fi and completely accessible, Flame Boss has a um, a a Flame Boss thermometer. Uh, it you know they they're ones that make controllers for grills that you can connect to vents and you know control fans and and the temperature of your grill in and of itself. But for seventy dollars, you can get this Flame Boss thermometer and. It comes with two probes, but you can add a few more to it. Uh, they're wired, but you can run them into your grill or into your oven, and you can keep track of the temperature of your food, whether it's in your oven or in your grill, uh, with your phone and a, a completely accessible app. It's really cool. I love it. Uh, Flame Boss has been really great about making their apps accessible, and so I appreciate them so very much uh, for sure. And, uh, you know, that, that's another option that I would say, uh, you know, is, is, is just a really good choice for something that is reliable, something that has great range because it's on Wi-Fi, not just Bluetooth. And so that, that would probably be one of my top picks when it comes to something I would say you need in your kitchen if you're blind or visually impaired. Uh, if you don't have an instant read talking thermometer like we talked about, then something like that Flame Boss thermometer uh, or the Meter Plus would be one that I think you would get a lot of use out of and you would find very handy uh, in your kitchen. Uh, another thing, and this isn't about accessibility as much as versatility, and that is cast iron. You know, Cast iron is your friend when it comes to cooking, when it comes to baking, when it comes to grilling, when it comes to inside or out. Cast iron is one of the the best investments you could make, you know, uh, it, just because of the versatility that, you know, they, they're easy to clean if you're willing to maintain them. And, you know, it's they're just all around cookers, whether it's a skillet, a deep skillet, a Dutch oven, you can do so much in them. And and we do. We we do everything from pizzas to pies to searing steaks, bacon, eggs, uh, you know, just you you name it. We're we're doing it. And and we do it both inside and out on the grill. 
cast iron is a is a great tool when it comes to cooking on a smoker or on a, a charcoal grill, ca- uh, you know, a gas grill. It doesn't matter. Just the, the cast iron uh, skillets and and Dutch ovens are just just phenomenal when it comes to cooking. Even heat distribution, uh, really being able to you know. Um, you know, as you learn your grill and, uh, you know, how hot, how, you know, cool the, the temp is and turning it up or down. It, I mean, you can, you just, you learn those things through use. And, um, you know, again, cast iron is definitely, definitely your friend. Uh, heat resistant gloves is something, again, that I highly recommend you have at your disposal for grabbing some of those hot pans. Sometimes, especially cast iron can get really hot. You know, maybe you got some pizza stones or you've got some other pans and casserole dishes and, uh, you know, a a good pair of heat-resistant gloves. And I'm not talking mittens, right? And I'm not talking about just completely full-out silicone things. I'm talking about some cotton gloves that have silicone on the fingers. uh, and, And there are a few that I found are really great and work well. Uh, again, The Blind Kitchen uh, has a set. They have a set for both inside and the oven, which has a little bit shorter cuff as far as how high it comes up to the wrist. And then they've got some that they say are more for grilling that come a little higher up on the arm. And and they, uh, they, they do well. They do very well for the heat resistance and being able to grab some hot items. And, and, of course, you know, we've got one of our sponsors, Kick-Ash Basket, who also has a set of, uh, of heat-resistant gloves. And there are others as well. There'll be some. Uh, we, we talked to a guy who is going to, uh, to be on a future podcast, in fact, coming up uh, this, uh, the end of this week. We, we talked to Mikey K, who has a rub company, Fire and Smoke Barbecue Company. And even on his website, he has some heat-resistant gloves that are supposed to be really good as well. Um, I, I got a pair of those coming, and so I will do a little bit of a comparison and hopefully be able to make a solid recommendation to you. But uh, as from what I've used so far from theblindkitchen.com and from kickashbasket.com, uh, those gloves I know are solid, and and you can't go wrong with them. You can grab some really hot stuff. Uh, in, in fact, those Kickash basket gloves are rated for uh, for things that are over eight hundred degrees, like eight hundred fifty, maybe even nine hundred degrees. It's 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 ridiculous what they are rated for, but man, they work. They work so well. And so those heat resistant gloves are something that definitely I think you need to have in your kitchen. Folks, we'll be right back to talk a little bit more about some things that I recommend. Stay tuned. Kickashbasket.com. Whether you're looking for charcoal management for a Kamado style ceramic grill or a Weber kettle or, or a PK, PK360 or other style grill, Kickash Basket has the charcoal basket to help you with your airflow and with managing your charcoal. They've even got the kick-ash can to set down in the bottom of the ceramic grills to catch all that ash and make for super easy cleanup. They've got the insulated gloves. They've even got a line of rubs that they're selling and so much more 
on their website. And we've got an affiliate link in the description of this podcast. Go and check it out. Kickashbasket.com and tell them Blind Grillin sent you. So folks, we've talked about the skillet. We talked about the gloves and we've talked about the accessible thermometers. Those things are absolutely key, I think, and crucial when it comes to uh, some tools for both in the kitchen and when it comes to things that you can use, uh, you know, at the grill as well. There are some other things that I have that I'm able to use because I've, you know, I've, <clears throat> I've taught myself again <laughs> to read Braille, and so I've got some Braille measuring cups, uh, and uh, and there's some easier ways. So let's, you know, I know there's a lot of folks that don't read Braille, and because of that. I would suggest going to, again, the Blind Kitchen uh, and and check out some of their wet and dry measuring spoons and measuring cups. Uh, they've got a really cool system as far as the dots are concerned. You know, you can just, they, you know, one, two, three, or four dots. I mean, that that's what they have on their cups uh, just to help you kind of figure out what size measuring cup or measuring spoon that you're using. Uh, it's it's kind of a cool system. It's not full blown braille. You don't have to read braille. It, it's you know they're definitely you know raised dots, but it's not in braille. Uh, but uh, you you learn those dots very easily, and you can find out you know what size of cup or spoon that you're using. Uh, and so there's lots of little things like that that I think are really key and very helpful. Uh, for us when it comes to the things that we need to do in the kitchen. But perhaps one of the most important things, and I think something often overlooked, is a sharp knife. Now, I know a lot of folks have knives. Sometimes they get these cheap block sets and they've, you know, they'll pull out a knife and they'll use it. And a lot of folks end up, you know, whether they, they cut their fingers, a lot of times that comes down to the knife not being sharp. And that's why I stress you need to have a sharp knife in the kitchen. A sharp knife is a safe knife when it comes to working in a kitchen and around a grill. Because uh, it's going to do its job the way it was intended. You're not going to have to force anything. You're not going to be, you know, hacking through something and slipping and, you know, because the knife isn't sharp enough and then, you know, cutting or slicing your finger. And granted, they've got slice-proof or cut-proof gloves that you can wear. But first and foremost, the one of the best things you can do is uh, to sharpen your knives or get a good uh, set or, you know, at least two or three knives that are your go-tos that are sharp. And then really, you know, a honing steel that you can just kind of run that blade on uh, every once in a while before you use it will, you know, if you get a good, solid quality knife, it's going to last you a long time. And and just a honing steel where you can slide that blade across that honing steel, knock off any rough edges and, and get it, you know, uh, it'll, it'll, it'll do what you need it to do and, and do it safely. So, um, you know, a, a chef's knife, a bread knife and a fillet knife, and then like a paring knife, you know, those, those would be the knives that I would recommend for cooking. I know a lot of chefs that use one knife for everything. Um, you know, there's a, a friend of mine owns a restaurant here where I am, and he, he uses this slightly long paring knife for everything. Everything he does, that's, that's the knife that he grabs and that he uses. 
I know another chef that you know uses a, a, a what you would really consider a chef's knife for everything, just about. Maybe a few exceptions, but you know that's. I mean, that's their knife. They're comfortable with it. They use it. That that's what they go with. But they they take care of it. They maintain it and make sure that it's um, definitely uh, clean. And and I would recommend this. When it comes to maintaining a good sharp knife, never run it through the dishwasher. Hand wash your knives and be very gentle, be very careful with your knives. Get them cleaned up and let them dry uh, and and put them away uh, on your own. Don't, don't run them through a dishwasher. I know folks, oh, I do it all the time. I'm just telling you, for something to last longer, to keep its edge and, and to do things a little bit, you know, better for a longer period of time. That that would be something that I would recommend <clears throat> that you uh, really give some thought and consideration to. You got cheap knives, you got steak knives. You know, you throw them in the dishwasher. You know, go go for it. But if it's the knife that you're using to do all your chopping, cutting, slicing, uh, then I, I I would highly recommend never use throwing that into the dishwasher. Even if it does say dishwasher safe, um, <clears throat> that th- that's one that you want to take extra care with in in using um you know in using that that knife uh and and having it last because usually you know if you've got a really nice solid you know sharp knife uh you're gonna put a little money down on it and and you want it to last as long as it as long as it possibly can so uh so definitely something that i recommend when it comes to that uh, you know, there's lots of other things. Again, you, you got some questions. We really do uh, encourage fo- folks to contact us, blindgrilling at gmail.com. That's, that's you know, the, the best way to get in touch with us, um, you know, blindgrilling at gmail.com. We are working on a website. We'll get that going, but you can catch us on all the social media as well, Instagram at blindgrilling. On Facebook, we have a Facebook group, Blind Grilling Experience. You can try to join the Facebook group, Blind Grilling Experience. And, of course, on YouTube, you can look for Blind Grilling on YouTube. And there's all kinds of videos that we've done uh, as far as, you know, uh, both cooking, grilling, uh, tips in the kitchen, at the grill. There's just a ton of information and things that we have on our YouTube channel that you go to and look um, there's a few newer things, some YouTube shorts that we've put up. We haven't done a lot of videos as of lately, but there are several videos that are already on there that you can go back and listen to and and uh, and and learn some things. And, and we're going to bring in some of those tips to our podcast that we talk about on our quick tips that we did there in uh, or on the YouTube channel. And also, if you want to learn more about some of the things we've done, there's a playlist on our channel that is called uh, Blindsided. Because one of the things that we endeavor to do is to provide packages to veterans, first responders, and some others who have suffered vision loss and to help them get back out at the grill and and grill. And so there's some videos of deliveries we've made from a corrections officer in Illinois to an uh, Army veteran down in Florida, um, a uh, police officer that was here in uh, where I'm at in Springfield, Missouri. And, of course, uh, we've traveled to Texas and a few other places that we've been. 
And uh, you can see some of those videos on our playlist, Blindsided, uh, of the deliveries that we've made. Um, and then, of course, we've done some other partial deliveries, like we mentioned, Jana up in Pennsylvania, and uh, we just sent another package out to Indiana as well. And so uh, Kevin out there, he'll be getting a, a, a little package in the mail from us as he begins his uh, new journey with a charcoal grill, the big green egg that he was able to get. And so uh, we've sent him out a few things that he'll be able to, uh, that it will be able to help him. Um, and uh, certainly look forward to hearing about Cook's that uh, that he'll be doing on that. He, like several others, used pellet grills. And the those that I talked to who are blind or visually impaired that use pellet grills, when I asked them about the accessibility, almost every single one of them talks about how they, they have an old-school pellet grill where you know there is no Wi-Fi connectivity. Uh, and if, if you're going to get a pellet grill, I would recommend that you go with one that has no Wi-Fi connectivity uh, for the accessibility options. Uh, but uh, again, we've, we've done some podcasts on that, and we can answer other questions on that if you have any for us as well. But, uh, you know, I, I definitely wanted to, again, say thank you to the AIN Colorado um, Audio Information Network of Colorado for bringing us on board and sharing out our podcast. We're real excited about that. I hope folks will get a lot out of the podcast moving forward. You can, you know, on, uh, you know, a favorite podcast app, you can go back through and listen to past episodes as well. But certainly moving forward, we've got a lot of information to share and to talk about. And, and we try to get into it all. In fact, we've had several episodes here lately about uh, about starting a garden, starting uh, canning, doing the water bath, canning, um, and hot packing. So we've we've got into a lot of that, and you know we try to have guests on who are blind or visually impaired themselves that are involved in that uh, to help us with uh, you know uh, you know learning and encouraging others that may be interested in doing that kind of thing as well. And and we'll continue to have those guests on. Uh, and share that information, especially as growing season is kind of in full swing. Folks have gotten some gardens out. They've got their planters out. They've got some tomatoes in the ground or some peppers in the ground. And, uh, you know, they're you know going through that process now of just uh, taking care of them, watering them, letting them grow, and, and looking forward to uh, the harvest that is to come. And you know, figuring out how it is they're going to preserve some of those things, whether it's through freezing and canning or whatever it is that they're going to do, which is which is exciting. We've I'm looking forward to our crop. You know, getting the tomatoes and the peppers in, some cucumbers and some corn and um, some okra. Man, I'm really looking forward to the okra. Um, you know, you got the green beans, and so uh, yeah, that's that's we're into all of that. And uh, definitely trying to share that knowledge with all of you as well. And and just so you know, I've lived in Colorado. I'm familiar with Colorado. I'm familiar with not only the Denver metro area down in Parker where I lived. I worked right in um, in Colorado off of um, uh, I-29, and then 
um, you know, lived down in Parker and spent a lot of time up in the northwest of Colorado in Craig, Colorado, up uh, just the other side of Steamboat Springs. And so go went through there quite a bit as well. So so I'm familiar with Colorado. I'm familiar with the elevation changes and some of the uh, nuances when it comes to cooking and baking and and doing all of that at elevation. And so that's some of the things that uh, we try to incorporate. You know, in case folks are listening uh, and uh, you know need some of that information, or at least try to help you find out where to you know where to get that information, so that you can. Uh, you know, get things done properly as well. But hey, if you're listening out in Colorado, you've heard about us and you've, uh, you're have you on the AIN Colorado network, just drop us a line, blindgrilling at gmail.com and let us know, hey, you heard about us, you're listening, you're looking forward to podcasts, whatever it is, share it out, let folks know about it. And uh, we, we would appreciate that as well. Well, maybe there's a certain type of cooking that you're interested in, whether it's sous vide, whether it is air fryer, whether it's, you know, just how to cook bacon, you know, whether it's stovetop or in the oven or, you know, you got uh, you're looking for a new grill. Uh, you got some difficulties you're having when it comes to managing your fire on a charcoal grill or, you know, looking for a, a pellet grill or a, a griddle flat top some kind. Um, you know, we've got a lot of experience with that between myself and, and some of the guests that we have come on. I'm sure we could help you out and steer you in a good and safe and accessible direction as best as we possibly can. Uh, and so shoot us an email, blindgrilling at gmail.com. I, I think that's going to be about it for us today, folks. Again, I wanted to say hello. I wanted to say, you know, just you know, some of the things that we talk about, the accessibility things, something that I, I a few items that I think are important for us to have in our kitchen. Uh, and we'll get into more specifics as we go through future episodes as well. But until then, again, the email address, blindgrilling at gmail. Dot com. Tell your friends and family. Share out the podcast with them. We love uh, hearing from you guys as well. Send us your questions. And remember, if you're looking, you ain't cooking. Barbecue, it keeps us together when life wants to tear us apart. Barbecue, no matter the weather, under the sun or the stars. Fire is burning, the world keeps turning. Don't worry what you gotta do. Cause if you're looking, you ain't cooking Fire up the barbecue Fire up the barbecue